0: Hey everyone, this is Alex from This Family Tree Podcast. I'm here with my husband, Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in her room, and we are so glad that you can join us for happy hour on This Family Tree Podcast Mini, episode six. Shane, how are you feeling tonight?
1: (laughs) Good, why did you jump in and ask me?
0: (sighs) Well, because I just felt a millisecond too long of a delay, so I wanted to get in there.
1: I think maybe you wanted to ask me how I was doing because yesterday you were a mess.
0: Okay, you know, a me- that's relative. I was uh, happy and sad and overwhelmed, which sure some might call a mess of emotions, but it was very cathartic, I think, that podcast. Good. Yeah, it was. So I may have been feeling a little uh, a little overwhelmed at the beginning, but it was very cathartic. It was nice to talk it out, cry it out, and I'm feeling much better about everything today, including my hair.
1: Good. Oh, yeah, because you were crying about your hair. But how do you feel as day one of having kind of a schedule? Because today was the first time you tried to implement I it.
0: I did. I did have a schedule.
1: Okay. Your voice doesn't need to go eight octaves above. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of telling you that you had a schedule. I'm asking how it went. In it fact. was
0: great. You know what? It was great. And uh, it was very helpful because it forced me to do things only at certain times in the day. Yes, I still have, you know, 25 messages to get back to on email, Instagram, but they came after my allotted time so they can wait until tomorrow.
1: And the first day of running a schedule is often the first day that the schedule doesn't run that smooth. And like I'm running a lot better on week two of this Mm -hmm. schedule than I was my first three days, my first three days, I was a little bit panicked. Every day that this goes by, I'm finding I'm a little bit more comfortable and this feels a little bit more like real life and just the way way it is.
0: Well, even writing things in the schedule that you don't feel need to be scheduled is so helpful. Like, you know, I was going to find some point today to bake the cookies that I made dough for yesterday. Like I made peanut butter cookie dough. And then when I was like all willy-nilly this morning, I was like, oh, I'll do them when I have time. But then scheduled them in, got them done efficiently, and then I still had time to do everything else that I had listed.
1: Yeah. and so I, it was good. Something, there's something about writing it down. Even if you have a mental schedule, I would suggest writing it down because I've noticed just doing food logging, Yeah, which I'm doing right now, it makes me more... What, what is the word I'm looking for? It makes me more accountable. I'm also th- feeling anytime I type in a bad food, I might not even that. It's just my. My brain doesn't want to do any more work, so it's actually my lazy qualities working for me because my brain's like, no, then we're going to have to search what kind of food it is, check how many calories it is, and type it into that app. Even though it's very easy to search the stuff and find the serving size and all that, that one extra step makes me not want to eat that one Reese's peanut butter cup Yep, because that means I'm going to have to punch it in and do some math, and even though the the app really does the the math for you. Anyway... It's all no, to say that it's writing things down is a very helpful tool and even more so than people might think.
0: No, absolutely. And uh, along the lines of, you know, charting your intake and everything like that, when the last time I used any kind of counter was before a wedding and I was using MyFitnessPal and I was using it for like two years. I loved MyFitnessPal, like on and off, whatever. But, um, For me, it was the accountability, not of just... Because I didn't mind writing things in. I actually had fun looking things up. Because no matter what it was, it would always surprise me in a happy way that they still had it in their list of foods. And I just get a little kick out of that every day. Yeah. But uh, it was the feeling of like, oh, you know, another treat. And I'm all about, hey, like if you're feeling that you need a treat, that you deserve a treat, that it's going to make you feel better, do it. I've never been one to diet. However, you know, if I was like doing treats every day, all day and not eating as healthy as I could be, then that's just, that's just being Mm -hmm. poor to my body.
1: I think in the time of quarantine though, one thing that people might not need more of is treats. And maybe you do, maybe you're so depressed it doesn't even matter, maybe you actually do need treats. But I think... People might first week. I think people went ham. People, a, we went ham. I think everyone did. If that's even still an expression, it, it means hard as a mother.
0: Uh, is that what it stands for? You no, didn't know doesn't. what ham meant. No, it doesn't.
1: Yeah, ham means hard as a motherfucker.
0: Why isn't it hamph?
1: Because in this situation, that mother and fucker is one word.
0: Mother bleeper.
1: Mother bleeper. You swear. <laughs> more than me. I do not. You do? I do not. I edit it. these podcasts, you swear more than me. Oh man. We, I have I think we have one episode where you said the F word.
0: Well, yeah, that was like four times, but that was just oh, that day. Last
1: episode you said tits?
0: That's you, not a swear word. You said
1: I don't give a shit.
0: Ooh, that's naughty.
1: Yeah, you're you swear more than me.
0: All right. Well, I didn't know that's what ham meant.
1: And I, I think you're allowed to swear if you're using the swear word to explain what a term means.
0: Yeah. No. I just I'm also in shock that it actually has a thing like that. It has a meaning.
1: Yeah, but what was I even talking about? I had a some going sort of point. ham
0: with snacks. Everybody went oh, ham. Oh,
1: first week, everyone went ham with snacks, and now I feel like people are ready to get over their uh, initial panic eating we're used to seeing the pile of snacks in the corner
0: mm-hmm.
1: so now they're not that tempting anymore and we, we might be sick of the snickers
0: plus i feel like people are thinking okay this isn't just a week-long thing in fact it could go on for quite a bit longer so maybe i need to actually create some normalcy here and it's not yeah. just a vacation
1: that's what it we is. need
0: to relax yeah
1: because i think this- it's just
0: people feeling just yeah getting comfortable in this situation
1: well, yeah, because people know now it's probably going to be months yeah. and not weeks. And there's something alarming about that.
0: Yeah. See, for me, I like having a thing a day that I get a snack on or like treat on. Uh, and that like makes me feel just so good. And it's something to look forward to. And especially since I can't sit down and have a glass of wine at the end of the day. It's uh, just so nice and it's such a perk up. What
1: is your favorite treat to eat in the day?
0: Well, today I made peanut butter cookies. So that was a really good. That was a nice little treat.
1: Yeah, they're delicious.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, here's the thing. Folks, I made peanut butter cookies and then a pasta dish tonight. And Shane was very quick to say that the peanut butter cookies were delicious. The (laughs) The peanut butter cookies. (laughs) The peanut butter cookies were delicious. However, I feel like, and I was going to ask you, but I figured I'd wait until we potted, that you were just trying not to make me cry again because even my own opinion of the peanut butter cookies like they're fine but that's not even how i like my peanut butter cookies and i just followed a recipe so whatever it's just the recipe but i think that you were trying to you know make me feel good
1: one i'm always trying to not make you (laughs) cry two do you know me uh, to be a dishonest person
0: no not at all do you
1: find i'm overly complimentary about things you make
0: absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) But uh,
1: because I don't like especially like, you know, people get in scenarios where they tell someone they like something like and then the next time they're over, that person mm -hmm. has made you the same thing or they've gotten you the same thing for your birthday the next year. And you're just trying to be polite. I might do that with an extended relative here and there, but I would never do that to my wife because... We have a, a certain code of honesty that well, I. Try we don't to want abide to be
0: eating the same thing if you're just, mm-hmm. you know, gritting and bearing it the whole time. I don't want to put you through that either.
1: It's actually it's it's actually hard though because you are more of a uh, a liar than me to out of politeness. And you and your family are very good at compliments. I've noticed because uh, you guys really are grateful people. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating a, a meal, everyone's instantly giving compliments to the chef you guys are very good at it but it's almost you're too good where
0: no if if my mom makes something that we don't like because she always asks and she'll say all right guys like this is a new recipe let me know what you think and always always honest about it yeah Then if she makes a hit classic or a new recipe that we love i mean compliments Mm -hmm. after the first bite and a half
1: with me i think you would tell me you you would compliment me Even if you didn't like something.
0: Well, if you like went to the effort of making me something, if it was out of the ordinary, because it's not like you're going to do it again. But if you made, if you went to the effort of making me something, I would tell you that I liked it even if I didn't. However, I know you're, because you made me a sandwich on Saturday (laughs) or Friday.
1: Honestly, how was the sandwich? I loved it. Did you really?
0: Yes, I did. And here's, I knew this was going that way. Uh, And although I might lie to you Mm -hmm. in that situation, I really love that sandwich, and if you were to make it again for it again for me tomorrow, I would just scarf it. All right? Yeah, it was good. Okay. You're looking Shane's like you should see his eyes. He's got <clears throat> he like squinted a little bit. They were like beady little things, and they were just kind of pacing around trying to search my eyes for no. Because
1: you're a t- you I, I'm not saying you're lying, but in general, I say you're a terrible liar, and you lie about very insignificant things all the time.
0: Well, I mean More than
1: anyone I've ever I met. I don't
0: think I'm lying if you oh, can tell.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes I can. Just because I can read your deception doesn't mean you're not lying. Okay. Anyway, let's get into a topic here.
0: Okay. Um Well I Okay.
1: Unless that's going to make your brain malfunction. <laughs> in which case let's not. Is that okay if I say topics?
0: Absolutely.
1: What's wrong then? Why are you panicking?
0: No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I heard... Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> Let's do the topic.
1: What's up though?
0: Okay. So I was listening to your other podcast today, Michael Much. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, and at one point, Erica was talking about having her mom's car and... Uh, she dented it up a little bit or she smashed a mirror. Yeah. And then everybody was like, "Oh, well, you know, during this time, I think your mom would just hope that you were okay and not be so worried about the car." Yeah. And I just wanted to know if you noticed any any little new dents on our car.
1: No. What happened?
0: Well, like 2 weeks ago, I it just like I was coming out of the Tim Hortons drive-through and uh just like hit a thing that was on the, the sidewalk and just mm. put a, a little dent in it. And like I even looked it up online. You can take it out with mm-hmm. uh, hot water and a toilet plunger. So when the weather's nicer, I'm going to do that.
1: But see how easy it is for me to tell <laughs> when something's really wrong with you? Like you, you're so uh, <laughs> transparent <laughs> with your, like you, you, it is true. You're very honest with your face. But your words aren't honest. It's so weird. You're such an interesting character study. I find I am. Yeah, I've never met anyone like you before.
0: I feel like my face is red. I can't tell if it is. It is I feel, red. I feel but like it is my red. Face but you're red. very,
1: you're very easy to read. <laughs> but you have to be good at reading you. See, you here's the like, thing. Mean? I,
0: I even forgot that that had happened. Yeah. And uh, so I just, I totally forgot about it. And then today, listening to your podcast, I was like, oh crap. I didn't tell you because I was em- <laughs> because I was embarrassed. Didn't tell you, and uh, I was just embarrassed. It, it's not a big thing; like it's a very little dent, but still. Yeah,
1: I don't care about cars. I don't know anything about cars, but, but I do notice that cars beat up a lot out front.
0: Yeah, uh, there's like- a lot of
1: dents. It's hard; they blend together at some point. <laughs> oh, God. No, like when I was in high school, I had a lot of acne over my face. So if I had a new zit, no, no <laughs> one was like Shane, nice shiner. But if someone without zits had one, they'd get made fun of. But mine all blended in. Well, so, so our car is like that.
0: Car is like a zitty teenage. It's like face. my zitty forehead. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a little thing, and uh, I just remembered today, and was still embarrassed to tell you, but now you know.
1: I appreciate this honesty, <laughs> and I hope you're not regretting it. Based on my anger, yeah. And a podcast is a pretty good safe place because even if you're a total lunatic, you're not going to lose it that bad on the air. No, I guess you could edit it out. Here's
0: the thing: so there was a great SNL skit that Shane and I were laughing at like months ago, and it was a dad and a teenage son having a hard time, you know, communicating through the kid's puberty or whatever, and. So then they started a father-son fake podcast where they just get behind the mics and talk things out as if they were recording a podcast and then it improved their relationship tenfold. And it's so funny because it works. I say, having problems with your partner? Tell me you're recording a podcast. Get behind the mics. You you don't have to put it anywhere.
1: There's been many times you and I have been in a bad place before we've recorded the podcast. I'd say maybe 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) And we've only done (laughs) 30-something podcasts, so that's a pretty high percentage. And every time after the podcast, we felt great.
0: 100%. Like any stresses that we have or if we're bickering, whatever, it is a very therapeutic way to talk things through Mm
1: -hmm. like there was the other day you were looking through our podcast stats and the stats are very hard to to read (laughs) and there's very differing opinions on which stats to believe but one statistic implied that one of our (laughs) pods only got 18 downloads or something or it it was viewed on 18 different devices and we were of the mindset that it was viewed like you know over a thousand times or something but you were like well I've I don't want to do this for 18 people. <laughs> but for me, it's like, I just like, I don't even need these to really go out because I just like, <laughs> I just like doing them. And um, no, it's, it's more nice. like a fantasy land for me. It's like, I get to pretend I'm a broadcaster.
0: There you go. No, it's fun. I, I really like it. But I
1: would honestly do this if these microphones weren't attached. Just to kind <laughs> of, it's like for me, the closest I get to playing.
0: But it actually does help solve real life annoyances I'd say
1: mm-hmm. or like well, what it does is it, it makes you cognizant that other people are listening so you're on your best behavior and you're talking in a way like it, it's almost like having a therapist in yeah. the room because you're you actually express your feelings in a more articulate manner because you know other people could be listening
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah we should have put I should have put that as a tip on my last uh blog post giving marriage advice for being in quarantine. then mm. it's like Start having a, a podcast. Th- yeah. Start a fake podcast. But
1: let's go on to a topic. You've been uh, delaying and pausing. Sorry.
0: Okay. So I have been seeing a lot on Facebook particularly about landlords in this time of, you know, frozen economy, things like that, and about how tenants. I know that in Ontario where we live, evictions Have been delayed, people are not allowed to get evicted right now, which is good. We don't want anybody or need anybody on the streets getting sick, exposing themselves, or trying to find a safe place to live right now. However, a lot of people have been posting about their, you know, crappy or mean or greedy landlords still collecting rent. Which, as a landlord, Shane and I own a house that somebody lives in. I mean, we need that rent money because we are still paying that mortgage i am out of work and we aren't rich i have a feeling that like we are doing fine we're comfortable but if it's not for somebody living in that house and giving us rent checks every month then that house won't get paid for so it's it's hard to see these facebook posts about people complaining about their landlord's greed. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are tons of greedy landlords. But then there's people like us who are not millionaires.
1: The, the problem is the term landlord is such an epic title. <laughs> it's like, I'm the lord of the <laughs> land. So in your mind, it just sounds, it's like the drug ecstasy. If it was called Death Code 9, less, <laughs> less people would do it. But of landlord course. puts us on such a pedestal. The yeah. assumption is, we're just like, oh, we're 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 right now figuring out our next property we're going to purchase. Yeah. But no, we we took a little bit of a gamble and and thought we were doing a, a wise decision to buy this place. And we're we're scraping by for the future right now. Yeah. We don't have a lot of expendable cash, and we're not these greedy people. And if they don't pay their rent, we can't pay our mortgage for this house. Yeah. So. You or know, for
0: that house. And then we'd have to sell that of house. Of course not. We can't. And then can't. they'd be on the streets.
1: I guess in short, maybe it makes sense for people who are demanding rent if they own like a business that's mm-hmm. no longer producing money and that business requires money to pay their rent. Yes. I, I think there's a should be a bit of an exception in terms of public perception when it comes to landlords who just own regular homes that people are living in for them because those people are no different than anyone else and we have bills to pay like we're house poor yeah
0: i wish more people considered that and it wasn't this just this misconception that anybody who owned a second property or whatever was just loaded
1: but next topic a doctor is giving you a dildo
0: save it for the next one that is that is not Quite how it is, and I, I really wanted to go through this. I was really, uh I've lost. We're not going to talk, gonna about. talk
1: about it on this one.
0: We'll only have a, another minute or so.
1: Okay, well, it's a bit of a cliffhanger. A doctor gave you a dildo. It
0: hasn't given it to me, and it's not a dildo.
1: But it's like a dildo,
0: and I'm getting it hopefully soon.
1: Is it like a dildo?
0: It looks like one.
1: Okay, I got you to say <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast, Podcast Mini. Mini.
0: <laughs> episode 6
1: bye